Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Presents Yelling About Sports. That's right, your favorite debate show is back. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the afternoon, evening, whenever the hell you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what day or time it is anymore. Time isn't just a flat circle. It's completely fake these days. I, 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 my, my whole day just revolves around when my dog has to go out. That's it. That's, that's it. I am joined this week uh, by Kelly Hinkle. Kelly, how you doing? I am great. I actually saw a tweet today that I really liked um, that said that we are all now on airport time. We're like, if you want to have a glass of wine at 9 a.m., then you can. Or if you want to oh, have that was, pizza at 3 a.m., it doesn't matter. It's airport time. Nothing's real. I've been thinking so much about how little things, like, I, as ridiculous as I am, try not to uh, start drinking before we do these shows. <laughs> Today, I was like, fuck it. It does not matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing matters. It's. I'm doing all I can in terms of flattening the curve and social distancing, so guess what? All other, like, previous social things that we followed like oh it's five o'clock somewhere fuck five o'clock how about that it's it's always time to do whatever the hell you want because it's it's the only american way of life left it's the only (laughs) thing we have that hasn't been restricted just in your own home do whatever the hell you want there you go all right kelly so uh like i said this is yelling about sports we resurrected it for this little hiatus obviously the best time to talk about you know sports topics is when there are no sports going on (laughs) clearly this was well thought out on my part uh and not just because i have the logo saved on my desktop so now why not use it for something uh (laughs) But uh, it's, it's, we're back, and we're going to have some fun. It's just some content for you guys to enjoy. Since there are no post-games anymore, Kelly's still doing checking out random shit. Yep. Uh, she's doing random shows. You've heard, some, uh, you've heard me and Charlie talk about movies and music. Kelly will be on that show with Charlie next week. Obviously, the flagship, sh- flagship show is still going every Wednesday. Flyperbole is still going. But here we are with Yelling About Sports. And the thing I want to open up with for this one, Kelly, is uh, here's the thing. We got to look for silver linings right now. And my silver lining is this is an entire month of 420, and the government is demanding you stay home and watch television. <laughs> The month is April. The year is 2020. That means every day in April is 420. It works out perfectly. It sure does. And I'm currently in a place where I can just go to the liquor store and buy all the weed that I want. So it kind of works out for me. (laughs) You still have liquor stores. That's I tried to get online because PA, I've been going to Jersey to buy actual liquor. Beer stores are still open. Mm. Liquor is in Phil in Pennsylvania is uh, not available, but they opened up online sales today for the uh, wine and spirit stores. Crashed immediately. Naturally. (laughs) Yeah, the I was just. The liquor stores here are. I was just trying to get a couple of bottles of Pink Whitney sent to me and no go. What is it with you and this fucking pink shit? It's so good. Is it, what does it I, taste like? It tastes like pink lemonade. It's just vodka. It's a little light. It's like 30% instead of 40, which most liquors are 40%. Yeah. And it's just a delicious pink lemonade. Like, I thought it was going to be shitty. Mm. I'm like, oh, cool. Spitting chiclets vodka. This is going to suck. But it is actually kind of good. Barstool Sports sponsor our podcast. Yeah, we're great friends of Barstool. Everyone knows how we're all fans of that uh, of that great establishment. Uh, so, Kelly, we 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 kind of talked about on uh, we we kind of talked on BSH about the different scenarios going around and how we're kind of just waiting on everything to get canceled. But I keep hearing that they're going to try to do the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're going to try to finish out this season, even if it means playing in empty arenas, even if it means like. The uh, centralized idea where there's like an East Coast and a West Coast and then, you know, the teams will just play in Atlantic City and Vegas and then they'll finally meet for the Stanley Cup final somewhere. Where do you stand? Have you heard any proposals that actually interest you or are you still just like, eh, call it, let's get ready for the fall? I mean, I haven't really seen any proposal that interests me. I mean, I I feel like if this had been... Something that we could have overcome in a month or six weeks. You could probably figure out some way to either greatly reduce or get rid of the rest of the regular season games altogether. Like, I saw some stuff about just having teams, like, if the most games played is, like, 72, get the teams that have played, like, 68 games or whatever. Just get all of them up to 72 games 
somehow. I don't know. I'm not a computer. And then <laughs> after that, you can go into the playoffs. Um, or you, you know, the thing where you like just cancel the regular season altogether, do the points percentage, go into the playoffs. Points percentage, way. like that. In terms of just getting it started, I like. I wish everyone could play the same number of games. But in t- if we're just gonna ch- like if we're just saying fuck it, let's get it in. Uh, like I said in college, um, <laughs> I wish that was true. Um, like if they're just saying let's get the cup, let's get the cup playoffs going. Points percentage seems like the way to go for me. Just it so does. Whoever, yeah. It totally. It's not fair sense. to the teams who are gonna get hot at the end, but life ain't fair. No, and I don't care about any of those teams because they're not mine. Um, yeah. But I feel like at this point. We're getting into the territory where you're either going to have to, like, really fuck with the playoff format, or you're going to mess up next season. And I think at this point, I would rather not mess up next season. Like, let's have a real, normal hockey season next season, rather than try to squeeze something in this summer that's... Because I've said it like a million times in a million different places. If they go on with this, I don't want the Flyers to win the cup this year. Because I don't want our cup to be, oh yeah, but would they have won if it was a real year? Like, I don't want it to have some kind of tarnish on it. And that's like, as much as I would love the Flyers to win, like, if every other team forfeited and the Flyers hold out and they're the last team to do so, I will celebrate my ass off. But I don't want a socially distanced parade. Right. I'm still holding out hope that in a year, things will be completely back to normal, and the 2021 Stanley Cup champions will get the full you know, parade down Broad Street treatment. And I also just don't think, I think we're kidding ourselves if we think that uh, at the end of April, like I, I think we, we were talking about it before the show, how we got to April 1st, and everyone immediately got super depressed because I think in the back of everyone's mind, we were like, you know, just get through March. It'll be fine next month. Yeah. Things will start going back to normal. Everything's just getting worse. So I think we're kidding ourselves if we think that this month is going to solve all the problems. Like I am mentally preparing myself for like the entire summer to be this level and that's of shitty. Wh- like we always, it's always, you know, we make the joke at the end of a Stanley cup playoff or when a team gets eliminated, when a season ends, we read the, uh, we read, the surgery report. And it's like, yeah, half of every team needs surgery at the end. Right. I think it was Eberly. I can't remember who. It was someone on the Islanders, I think, was saying like, hey, these are actually going to be the best playoffs because everybody's going to be healthy because they had all this time off. And like, maybe that's true, but it's not like anyone can get surgery right now unless it's like a life-saving procedure. And also... Say we run this through the end of August. How in the hell is anybody going to be ready to go at the beginning of October? Right. And like, that's a that's a pipe dream. Can't happen. And, like, yeah, everyone heading into the playoffs is going to be fine. But let's say we make it to the Stanley Cup final and, you know, Claude Giroux has his body beaten down and needs, like, I don't know, some kind of ridiculous core muscle surgery at the end. And now all of a sudden – we don't have an entire summer for him to rehab and get better. He's got to go right into next season. So now we're starting next season without a super important part of the team, and that seems less than ideal to me. Yeah, as much as I want, because I wanted to see what this team's destiny was, I wanted yeah. to see what they could do. I love this freaking team. They've grown grown on me so much. Honestly, this quarantine with hearing from Kevin Hayes, like, uh, he's he's... Kevin Hayes is... In less than one full season, becoming one of my all-time favorite I love him. It's so good. I just freaking... He's the best. I wanted to see what this team could do. It just... In reality, it doesn't seem like a possibility. But on Broad Street Hockey last night, uh, I brought up the possibility of something that... And listen, I preface this with, it's Eklund, it's nonsense, (laughs) but we're in nonsense times, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, The potential for... The Stanley Cup playoffs to be uh, determined with a five-minute, five-on-five overtime, and then shootouts. Now, everyone is up in arms about this, uh, and we talked about it on the show last night. If you haven't listened, just go back. I think it's BSH Radio number 250 on the feed. Um, also, congratulations, number 250 we for us. Have you been on every single broadcast? Like, obviously, you've missed episodes here and there, but like, were you on BSH Radio number one? 
I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I was on number one. Because it was, when me and Steph came in and we relaunched it, it was number 79. So I was on quite a lot of them because it, there was a point at which, um, I think in the early days it was maybe like Travis and Jeff that were doing it. And okay, then it, I don't even know Jeff. Yeah, it was like super sporadic. And then when Kurt and I came around, um, we kind of decided to pick it back up. And it was it wasn't regular. Like, we were doing a lot of things wrong. So mm-hmm. it would be like, <laughs> this month we're going to do two podcasts. This month we're going to do one podcast. Like, maybe six weeks would go by and there's no podcast. Like, it was just kind of random. So I definitely wasn't on all 79, but I would say that I was, like, solidly on the 20 before we got to the good stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations, Kelly. Episode 250. We did it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been on... I guess like a hundred or so, yeah. but yeah. Uh, so yeah, last uh, last night we talked about the potential for the shootout to make its way into the playoffs, even if it's just four. And that's like as much as I love shootouts, these extenuating circumstances are the only ones I'd I'd like to see it happen. And if it were to happen, but I just want to go broad here because I feel like I'm the last man alive who likes the shootout. So I just want it explained to me why they're bad. Okay, so. I'm going to start off by saying I don't think you're wrong to like it. In a vacuum, shootouts are fun. The back and forth idea of watching these guys just do breakaways and score is fun. It's a reason why they were doing it in the All-Star game for so long. It's just fun to watch. It's just the having the result of a game like rest on what is a skills competition. Not great. And then, of course, you go into the whole way that the point structure has changed since they implemented this thing that's all oh well that's that's a totally like that i i agree if nothing else it needs to be three points for a regulation win like i am so and and figure it out from there after that i'm so with you on that end you just shouldn't get a point for losing in my opinion you don't get a point even like if it's an overtime game no win it in regulation or win it in the overtime like i think a lot of times we see it teams skate not to lose because they know they'll get a point or not to lose wait what was i saying you know what yeah. i mean like they yeah, don't not to lose. they don't go super hard because it's like all right we're gonna get a point out of this game anyway it's not a big deal but if you don't get a point out of it then you're gonna try real hard to win and suddenly overtime becomes a little bit more exciting but that said overtime should be longer everybody knows that i don't think there's anybody that watches hockey regularly that thinks that five minutes is long enough no, especially, like, with the three-on-three, three, I get that guys are gassed yeah. and not everybody has, like, your full roster can't play three-on-three. Three. As much as yeah. I love Justin Braun, he ain't going out there in the three-on-three. Yeah. Three. That's just that's just the way it is. So it's it's tough, but I wouldn't mind seeing it expanded to, like, seven minutes. Because so many games, like... If if it were gonna if it were to go to seven minutes, that would all but eliminate the shootout. I think. I think so too. If it went to ten, it would like I would think completely eliminate it. But I don't know. I just don't. I just don't know what was wrong with ties. <laughs> they were fine. <laughs> I. They didn't happen I, so often that it was like a huge ridiculous problem. Like it's it's fine. A regular season game ends in a tie. Do football games ever end in ties in the regular season? Football games can end in a tie, yes. Oh, so it's fine. The NFL... It is a rare occurrence, and it's a rare occurrence, and they've moved the rules around that I like the NFL over... And again, this is one of those things where I I find myself on the wrong side of the argument. I like the current NFL overtime rules. Everyone else doesn't. Mm. But yes, games can end in a tie. I just think that, like... Yeah, are ties the worst thing in the world? No. But shit, man, I just I just wasted three and a half hours of my time, and who won? Nobody. Like, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I mean, I get I it. I like there being a winner, and you call it a skills competition. I never heard anybody refer to it as a skills competition until coaches, and I'm calling out Peter Laviolette on this one, until Peter Laviolette started complaining about it regularly and calling it the skills competition rather than the shootout. I never heard anyone complain about it like that. I mean, it's, guess what? It's, Skills are a part of hockey. Have better players. Like TJ Oshie, that contract is good. <laughs> have have TJ Oshie on your team. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Practice it more. I mean, yeah. I I mean, first of all, I know they're not going anywhere, so whatever. Yeah. Um that's they've been a part of hockey longer in my life now than they haven't. 
Oh. It's not going. Yeah, I know. It's crazy to think. Oh. Ew, I don't like that at all. Also, you're young. I don't like that at all. You're only, you're like, I'm not going to Some number of years older than you. Yeah. You're you're relatively older than me. It's not like we're of different generations at this point. I don't know. I I just I I absolutely do not think they should be deciding playoff games at all ever. And they do this in international hockey and literally everyone hates it. If you are watching an international hockey game that goes to shootout and you log on to twitter.com Every single person is going, this is a fucking outrage. I can't believe this game is going to be decided by a shootout. And you see, that's one of the reasons I accept them, because they've always been a part of international hockey. And to that point, the end of D2, the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> comes down to a shoot. So in my- no, but that's so many people our age like grew up watching the Mighty Ducks, and that's how they win the fucking gold medal in the Goodwill Games. And I know this is a ridiculous way, but it's just been a part of hockey. Like the 1999 AHL All-Star Game, which uh, was at the Wells Fargo Center, or what was it at the time? Core States? It might have been Probably Core States. States. Yeah, Core States back yeah. then. Were you there? I assume that seems yeah. like something you would have been at. Yep. All right, yeah, me too. Oh, we could have um, been friends so long ago. Yeah, we could. It seems like we like our lives overlapped quite a I bit think in, so. in, in, in these sorts of things. <laughs> but like that came down to the skills competition, and it's an all-star game. I get it's a different environment. I just think they're dramatic. It emphasizes my best players against your goalie, your best players against my goalie. Like end of the yeah, I get that. There's. Like, some guys who are awesome in the shootout that aren't really good players. Like, Chris Stewart is decent in the shootout, you know? Um, and that he shouldn't be determining games. But I think that's more anecdotal than I think anything. Is. And I, I, I don't have the biggest problem with it. Now, do I want it determining playoff games? Mm-mm. No. If in the new CBA, they're like, hey, guess what? Shootouts in the playoffs. I will have a serious problem with that. But in the regular season, I think they're just as good as any other solution. And in these extenuating circumstances, I'm not against it. I don't know. I mean, I I guess I would understand why they would have to do it if they decide that they're going to go forward with playoffs this season because of the time crunch. But to me, if you have to change the format and the game and everything surrounding the playoffs so dramatically just to get it in, is it worth? getting it in yeah and like the mystique of the of of the nhl playoffs uh, you can't say nhl playoffs the stanley cup playoffs (laughs) Uh, god forbid we're gonna get angry tweets (laughs) like i when a game is tied in the third i'm like making food making sure i have enough beer and i am preparing for keith primo five overtimes like and that's i put out on twitter like when they uh when they played that game seven that we did the um that we did the post game for the game seven against Boston. I said, what games in flyers history, like compare to this one, like epic games. And the, the number one response was the five overtime game. That's what I'm hoping for in the playoffs. I want that. It's so much goddamn fun mm-hmm. to lose it for one year, just to get all this in. Eh, not, it's not ideal, but as long as it was just this extenu using the ice, uh, the ice quality as an excuse that though, funny. that's bullshit. That was pretty funny. Like the ice is always bad. Always, everywhere, the fucking, all the time. The fucking Islanders play at a basketball rink. The, the ice barely exists. <laughs> like, I like the Devils played at a swamp for twenty years and won three cups. No one had a problem with it then. Mm-hmm. Guys skating through mud, basically. Uh, but yeah, I. I, I get, I just like shootouts. I don't know why. I just freaking like them. You're allowed. I think, although I think I'm like not being true to the spirit of the show. I think I'm supposed to yell at you and tell you you're stupid. <laughs> Billy, you're fucking stupid. Shootouts are bad. There you go. That's I the clip. About That's sports. the clip. That's the clip we tweet out right <laughs> there. there is, Bill, you're fucking stupid. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on a little to, uh, to Claude Giroux. And this is something I discussed a bit with Charlie. Just in terms of, um, I think, like... To me, when we talk about who's going to the Hall of Fame, I don't look at it as Hall of Fame worthy because we know that's not how things are determined. They're determined by sports writers who love narratives and love you know, different reasons for why. Like, Jonathan Taves, absolutely going to the Hall of Fame. Guess what? If Claude Giroux had his surrounding cast, he'd have at least three cups. Oh, for sure. So I'm, like, I'm not saying Giroux's 
career won't be Hall of Fame worthy. I just said I don't know if he gets in without that moment where he is handed the cup by Gary Bettman. Yeah, I I hate it, but I tend to agree with you, only because the same kind of people who determine who get into the Hockey Hall of Fame are the same kind of people that put together Team Canada Olympic rosters, and we have seen through Drew's career, I think, three Olympics? Two Olympics? I can't remember. And Either way, yeah. every every time an Olympic year came around, Claude Giroux was playing well enough that he absolutely should have been on the Team Canada roster, and he was never chosen to be on it. And I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure it's some kind of politics thing. Like, I don't know if he pissed somebody off at some point or, like, someone doesn't like his dad and Hearst or some shit. Like, there's something weird <laughs> going on with, like, him and the Team Canada hockey establishment. That just Kelly, doesn't... that is a – that is I didn't even get to that part, and it is a great point. Whatever the reason, he's not in the club. Yep. Yeah, he's outside like, it. He like uh, he's the twenty like Bob Clark forgot his fucking name when he went up to draft him. Like he's the guy who was the what was he twenty second pick. He wasn't supposed to be what he is, and it's always like you know who's had a better career, Stamkos or Giroux? Like you could say Stamkos, but I don't know, man. Like uh, like you can uh, you can very easily make that argument. It's just that Stamkos is flashy and has been on a team loaded with offensive talent for his entire career. So you notice that he's scoring a ton of goals. I mean, Claude Giroux Claude Giroux scored a hat-trick on the last day of the season to put his team into the playoffs, was second in the league in total points behind only Connor McDavid, who everyone said couldn't be Hart only because his team didn't make the playoffs. So, okay, captain of the team who willed his team there, he's next up. No, he finished fourth. He wasn't even one of the finalists in the year he led the East in scoring, second in the league, and scored a hat trick on the last day of the season to put his team in the playoffs. Yeah, I just think there's a narrative against him. I don't know why, but he's not part of the club. Yeah, it's a a really weird thing. And I I do think that the Flyers being relatively mediocre to bad for his entire career – um, has hurt him because no one is paying attention to the Flyers because they're not great. Um, but also, I just feel like he is more, he's not like a super flashy superstar kind of player, but he's consistently doing everything right. Like when we were, when they reshowed that 2010 game, I think we talked about it a little bit oh on the post game. Like I had completely forgotten how good he was in those playoffs. Because he wasn't doing super flashy things. Like, he wasn't Gagne winning the games with the goals, but he he had a shift like that where he completely dominates the entire opposition and no one really cares. Like, I don't even yeah, think, I don't think was... anybody made a big deal about that at the time. No, that shift, like, I will never say anything about Mike Richards' shift because, like, that's – it's – it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But that Game 7 shift that we talked about, one of the, yeah, like, something that should be, if they win the Cup, we look back on it and it's part of lore. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's something that gets a little lost, and I do think, like, a franchise that has been pretty much relevant and Cup contending since they came into the fucking NHL. Yeah. You know, they're the first they're the first expansion franchise to win a cup. They have the Broad Street Bullies. They have the 80s. They have Lindros. They have Forsberg. They have the Richards era. It is like his era is just a little, from a national perspective, looked at like, well, he's the captain of the Flyers in the only era they haven't been super relevant. Yeah. And that, it's also a local thing, and that's what I wanted to get into with talking about Giroux's legacy here is he's underappreciated both nationally and in within his own market. Mm-hmm. Like, when we talk about superstars in this city, he's the longest-tenured Philadelphia athlete. He's one of the best players to ever wear this jersey. He's going to finish second in everything behind Bobby fucking Clark. Like, it, it, he's unbelievable, but he's just kind of underappreciated here. So I wanted to go the other way and talk about... Players whose hype we bought embarrassingly. Mm. Like, I just, <laughs> this is fun to me because I have a lot of bad takes I, and I, I lean what? into them. No one can, <laughs> I will never, 
I, I know it's shocking that I have bad takes, but I will never be old takes exposed, embarrassed because I will expose myself and every bad opinion I ever had. This is one I'm, I'll just kick it off with before I throw it to you, Kelly. Um, I said on the air on WIP while I was, uh, while I was, you know, just a hockey analyst for Big Daddy Graham, uh, that uh, time again would be a better replacement than JVR, and we would not miss JVR's production at all because of what Time Again brought to the club. I was actually, to be fair, I was super high on Time Again at the start. I thought he was I thought he was gonna be really good. He was not. I bought hard into uh Chris Gratton when they signed him. I thought he was oh, gonna God. be like a franchise superstar forever. Um also, the original Shea Weber offer. Yeah, shoot. right. Also, ashamed to say, speaking of JVR, I fully bought into the Luke Shen story about. Like, oh, oh yeah, fully because I was him to be like a stud number one defenseman for us. Oh, I, I was very much like, you know what, JVR, he's a good goal scorer, but let's let's get out of this contract because he's not this, he's not that. I hate and him. And let's get let's get the defenseman. Oh yeah, like I I am definitely I acknowledge that I am overcorrecting with JVR now mm-hmm. simply because I realize how wrong I was. Yeah, uh, like, old school hockey I fan was, us like big body and will not hit. Yeah. Fuck this guy, get out of here. <laughs> and that's and that's the, like early in Luke's career. He had, like, it, it appeared he had a little bit more offensive upside than he ended up having zero. You know, he has less than Justin Braun at this point. But it, it's, it, it seemed like, I don't know, he had a pretty decent shot from the point. Like, I, I thought he could be a good, like, a really good version of what Radko Gudis became for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly did not expect him to be a 100% complete bust. I have a lot of, like, random super bad takes that I can remember from ages ago. Like, I can remember when we traded Maxime Wallet for Adam Oates. Oh. I was convinced that Maxime Wallet was, like, the Carter Hart. Like, he was going to be the goalie that was going to save the franchise. Nah. <laughs> 100%, yeah. Uh, Jean-Marc Peltier, I thought, was going to be that yep. guy. Who was in that uh, 99 AHL All-Star game, yes, by the way. Was. Um I, I always – I go back to my Bleacher Report days because it's when I first, like, started actually doing something in terms of covering the team. Uh, and Bleacher Report then was not what it is now. Yeah, <laughs> like, Bill just wasn't making was, click-through slideshows, folks. No, yeah. I, I, I was making click-through slideshows, quite a few of them. <laughs> um, but, man, when uh, – it was the first – the first year I covered was the second half of 2010-11. That was my first season with Bleacher Report. And uh, after they trade Richards and Carter, yeah, that bummed me out. Mm-hmm. But I was so in on Briz. I was like, guess what, fam? We have the goalie. Yeah. The one thing they can figure out the that was my thing. I was like, they can figure out the rest because the part that they never had, they have. So guess what? That's taken care of. And it turned out he sucked. He was so bad here. Like it's not even. There's, like, there are guys who don't live up to a contract. There are guys who don't meet expectations. Like, Chris Gratton is a great example. Um, Look at that first year Chris Gratton had here. It was good. It wasn't bad. They just, they gave him $10 million up front because they knew Tampa Bay couldn't give him $10 million. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they were like, guess, we're going to slot you in. We're going to slot you in behind Lindros. You're going to be with Brenda Moore, and that's going to be three centers down the middle. Oh my God, you're gonna be a stud because he was like 22 yeah, when they got he was him. Real young, like he di- he just didn't live up to expectations, but he was still good. That's fair. Yeah, Briz fucking sucked. Yeah, he was a disaster, top to bottom, he start was... to finish. Uh, Except for I being know, hilarious. Know... Oh, it that. was. I've never seen a goaltender give up more armpit goals. <laughs> like he was just so lazy. So many yeah. pucks hit him and went in the net. Where it was like, you were there! How didn't you stop it? It hit you! I, God, I think so much. I, If I could butterfly effect any single event in my life, 
I think it would be them blowing up that team to get Brisgolov. I would change that. Uh, That's the like, thing. Here's like I will ex- if you're if Paul Holm, like if I were to give Paul Holmgren truth serum and he were to say to me N- I made the moves only to make room for Briz. I would lose my fucking mind. If there were culture issues, and there were, I don't believe in choosing a coach over players. I think that's asinine because you're going to fire the coach one day anyway. Like, all coaches get hired to get fired. It's part of the gig. Um, If the culture issues are why you made those moves and then it just so happened you could get Briz too and it was a happy coincidence, cool. But if you were to tell me we did it so we could get Briz, fuck you. (laughs) I think it is. I mean, at least because, okay, so let's say it is a culture issue. And the problem with those two was that they were fucking Jonesy and Riley back before they even existed. And they were partying all the time and going crazy and all that kind of stuff. Which, like, okay, you just gave a 21-year-old, like, $7 million. What do you think he's going to do? But anyway, if it was because the two of them were going too hard, then maybe you trade one of them. But you keep fucking Mike Richards. Yeah, and that was the uh, that was the thing. It seemed like they were going to just get rid of Carter, and then like see if Richards, um, you know, would work out yeah. if they split them up somehow, or even if fuck, man, you keep Carter and you get rid. Of, I don't know. It was because after the Boston series, I remember Richards just took off and didn't talk to the media, mm-hmm. and even me, like biggest Mike Richards fan in the world, was like, uh, I don't know if this is gonna work. I mean, he didn't like talking to the media, but I mean... He really did. I would like to note that, like, there's a whole subsection of Flyers fans now that make excuses for the fact that Nolan Patrick hates all the beat writers. Like, everyone's fine with it now. He just didn't want to talk to him. And here's... But I will say, it is a duty of a captain. I guess. As much as it's bullshit, as much as it doesn't really matter in terms of who wins and loses games, if you're going to wear the C... You have to be accountable. I guess. It's one of the things, I'll tell you, it's one of the things I respect most about Jake Voracek. He's there. Yeah. He might say, go fuck yourself, but he's there. I think he just likes talking to people. Even if it he is does. to say, he, go fuck yourself. Like, he likes he that. likes being He likes being sarcastic and coming off as that guy. Mm-hmm. I will. Uh, one more. I know you don't baseball. I know that's not really your thing, Kelly. Uh, you're a Canadian, obviously. Um <laughs> You were a Canadian long before you moved to Canada. It's, yeah, it's true. Um, Dom Brown was supposed to be the next big thing for the Phillies. Mm. He was, uh, man, he was, he was, he was supposed to keep the dynasty going. He was the next guy that they were going to call up. He was the next Utley. He was the next Howard. We're going to keep this thing going. We can lose Jason Worth because we got Dom Brown to play right field. Everything's going to be okay. And he had a couple stop and starts where he got called up and sent back down, and then just. The first half of one season, he went wild. I think he had like 16, 17 home runs uh, before the uh, before the All-Star break. I bought a Dom Brown jersey, still have it. Everyone was on board. And I don't know if he hit another home run after that. He's <laughs> out of baseball now. Like, he's Yikes. not playing. Mm. He retired before Chase Utley. Like, it was, it was over. And that was just one of the guys whose hype I bought embarrassingly. Sometimes, I mean, it's hard to know sometimes because when you get guys like that, they come in with a ton of hype and oftentimes there is something behind it and then they just shit the bed here. That's like it, that's the thing is it wasn't just me. Like at one point when Baseball America put out their prospect rankings, Dom Brown was rated ahead of Mike Trout. And Mike Trout is maybe the best baseball player since Babe fucking Ruth. Like, it it, it wasn't just me, but I definitely took the bait. So uh, it, it, he's really that this good? Should be, that Mike Trout This guy? should be the show. Exposing our own old takes. Oh, God. If I had... Thank God social media wasn't really a big thing when I was starting out my hockey, like, fan watching. Because I had so many bad takes. Oh, for so many reasons. Loved the goons. I say it all. Loved the fights. <laughs> hated like good players that I thought were like too flashy. I had I had so many late 90s hockey takes. Oh, yeah. No, I am I am definitely I was at least definitely part of the crowd we now make jokes about yep. and my jokes are half-hearted like because I know <laughs> they get a lot a laugh out of our audience, but it's not like I always disagree. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. But if the Flyers just had one guy who was good at punching faces, I'd I'd be happier. Mm-hmm. If he, I want him to be good. That's the thing. I wish we had Tom Wilson. That's that's it. I wish we had Tom Wilson. <sighs> we had Wayne Simmons. That was perfect. Yeah, he was good. I would like another guy like that, but who's also expendable. Like if Tom Wilson goes to the box, mm-hmm. guess what? The Caps aren't really missing anything. They can still put out 10 guys who are really fucking good. True. All right. So we've, uh, I just wanted to have some fun today. We wanted to do some sports talk, but I also just asked Twitter, uh, what was good? What, what, what would you like to hear Kelly and I debate? Because everyone knows Kelly and I have similar tastes, similar niche tastes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I put it out on Twitter, what should at Hanks and I debate on tonight's Yelling About Sports. The first response I got was from uh, a friend of the show, uh, Gin, and, Gin and Juicy. Is it UC Soros or Juicy Soros? I think it's UC. UC? Yeah. Yeah, so it's our it's friend of the show, Gin and UC. Uh, and he said, who is better, Bill or Ted? And I thought this is a great way to kick off a, mm. a fun segment where Kelly and I, because we're going to agree on sports stuff, because we agree on sports yeah. stuff a lot of the time. But these kinds of things, I think we can have good debates about. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go first, Kelly, and we're gonna open it up with Bill or Ted. Pick which one. Oh, see, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna, I was curious about which one you were gonna be pro. I'm, I'm pro Ted. Ugh. Ted Theodore Logan, because. I think he's, like, low-key super smart. Like, Bill is, like, supposed to be the smart one. Bill S. Preston, Esquire, all that shit. But I think that Ted was low-key, really smart, and made good decisions, and also had superior hair. He did have the superior hair. uh, And the thing Ted has going for him is uh, when they meet the princesses, Bill turns to Ted, and it was like, do your thing, bro. <laughs> lyrics. Give him some lyrics. And, like, he he does the whole be excellent to each other. So, Ted, like, and when uh, it's it's my favorite, like, Aunt Kelly, you, you laugh at me about this all the time. I love, uh, I love Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this scene, there's this scene where uh, Ari, Jeremy Piven, is talking about how his boss has screwed him over the years. He goes, at the Bill and Ted premiere, he said, I'll take Kiana, you take the other guy. <laughs> and, like, that, it's like to see where their careers went. It's hilarious. The only argument I can make for t- for Bill is that man. I grew up watching those movies. They're they're my favorite movies. And the dude's name was Bill. Yeah. His, the dude's name was Bill. How can I not love him? He wanted to get Eddie Van Halen. You know, he wanted to get Eddie Van Halen in the band. Not sure how the band would work because that would just be three guitarists. They mm. didn't have a drummer. They couldn't really sing. But, you know, uh, I just got to go with Bill simply because his name was Bill. I mean, that's a, a fine reason, in my opinion. Uh, this is, it's like, I liked Bill so much more back in the day just because of his name. And then watching the movies now, I'm like, God damn it. Keanu really was the star, huh? Yeah, and Bill's also kind of mean. He's kind of mean to Ted. He is. Which is, you know, Ted's a simple man, but he's got some thoughts in his head. But Bill's also going through some stuff. That's true. Like, he's got some shit at his, home. His, his dad married Missy. Like, that can't be easy. Yeah. That's like, imagine if, imagine if, uh, like, I can't imagine if my dad married the hottest senior from when I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty fucking weird. Remember when I asked your mom to prom? <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so good. Sorry, Missy. I mean, mom. <laughs> it's, and then she ends up marrying Ted's dad in the second one, but you know, it's the second yeah. one. If th- I'll tell you right now, Kelly, my number one concern, and this is you know, this is this is a shoot. I'm not being, I'm not bullshitting. My uh, my number one concern about the Rona right now mm-hmm. is if it fucks up, me getting to see Bill and Ted three in theaters the day it comes out, I may never recover. They're probably just going to push it. They'll just push it back. So you'll still get to see it when it comes out. It just won't come out when you wanted it to. I might kidnap both Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves and make them act out the movie in my living room. I I can help you. The way they went back in time and kidnapped all those figures of history, Mm -hmm. I might do that, but with them. That's a fucking movie, Bill. Shit, it is. 
Like you, it is a movie. It's like a Bill and Ted Inception. Like you are going to <laughs> do to them what they did to Socrates and solve some kind of problem by doing so. I haven't worked out what that is yet, but yeah, it, uh, it they'll solve they'll solve Rona or something. Yeah. But what that actually reminds me of, because it brings me to our next character versus character, is when Ricky kidnapped the dude from Rush. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because uh, Bubbles didn't win the contest. And so, uh, in, Kelly and I love Trailer Park Boys. I realize this is for everyone listening who doesn't watch Trailer Park Boys. You have no goddamn clue what we're talking about. But also, but, watch Trailer Park Boys. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. You have the time. Here's the beautiful thing. You have the time. There is absolutely no reason for you not to watch Trailer Park Boys right now. Mm-hmm. I'd say just start from the beginning. But honestly, seasons three, four, five. Yeah, you can watch skip seasons three, four, five. It does. But it's a little rough at the start. This is this is a. T- it's just you have to grow to love the characters. Mm-hmm. Once you do, you realize this isn't about Canadian rednecks committing crime. It's about friends, and I love anything about friends. So before we except for yeah, before we get into the debate, I have to tell you this except for friends hilarious story that happened today. So um, please do. Uh, my friends that I'm living with, uh, Micah and Anna. Anna had to go to the supermarket, and I told her I would go with her. And we went to this one particular supermarket chain here that, like, requires you to put a coin in to get the card out. Like, I think Aldi does that back home. Yeah. So after she was doing it, I was thinking to myself, like, this is, like... And so I turned to her, and I was like, do people really steal grocery carts here? And then, like, <laughs> I'm fuck, I'm in Nova Scotia. I've watched quite a lot of Trailer Park Boys. I know that people steal the carts. <laughs> yeah, Bubbles is buying kitty food with stolen cart money. Yeah. Like, that's what he's doing. <laughs> that's why you got to put the coin in. All right, but that leads us to our second character versus character, and this is a tougher one. Ricky versus Julie. All right, I want to know who you're taking. I am taking Ricky. Okay. Uh, Ricky is, to me... Listen, Julian is the smarter of the two. Is he, though? Julian... Uh, he just seems to have it more together. He'd prefer not to go back to jail where Ricky doesn't see a problem with going to jail. He says, don't talk shit on jail. He gets mad at Julian for bailing him out of jail during Christmas because jail at Christmas is so much goddamn fun. Julian has his shit together more. But Ricky, while he's simpler, uh, just seems more down to have fun with his friends where Julian's always scheming. Like, I just think... and. Ricky, I think if they were to fight despite the muscles, I think Ricky would win the fight. He just he's got crazy has more strength. street smarts to me. Yeah, and he's got crazy people strength. Also, the I'm going to be honest here, Bill. The real problem with you and I being on a show where we're meant to yell at each other about things is that we agree with each other too much. I know. It's stuff. really tough. Because I'm like, yeah, Ricky's the better one. I mean, Julian is smart, and he is typically the one who ensures that they make enough money to live. Um, but he's also a little bit too much up his ass. Like he's up his own ass a little bit. Like he's not like Julian, you're not that smart. Yeah. You think you're smart, but you're not that smart. Also the black t-shirt is a little, all right. Oh, well, I mean like that's how I, I mean, that's kind of still how I dress, but I, I, I wear wrestling shirts now instead of plain black t-shirts. Yeah, but yours aren't too tight. His uh, his is too tight. I, I'm not ashamed to go up a size when I have to. <laughs> when it's time, it's time. You just got to admit to yourself, man, those larges ain't fitting anymore. Time yeah. to go to XL. But if I'm, if I'm meant to argue against Ricky, I will say that Ricky is the one that fucks everything up. Whenever anything yes. goes badly, it's because Ricky fucked it up. Often he's, he's screwed it up, like, not on purpose. Like, generally, he thinks he's doing something good or noble or he's trying to help, but he just completely messes it up because he's kind of an idiot. Um, also, he clears his car off with a hockey stick, which is just inefficient. <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> the clearings. Oh, my God. I just showed Ava um, a couple of episodes the other day when when they accidentally bu- burned down Ray's trailer. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then the daughter is going to take the car out for a ride. She's like, where's the clearing stick? <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck did she just say? I'm like, it's the clearing stick. <laughs> Obviously, he has his whole life on top of his car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's – I will say, like, one time it was one of the newer seasons uh, when, when Trinity is going to give birth. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they're talking about needing a stable environment for the baby. And so he moves them into some horse stables. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and I was just like, maybe I was a little too, I was a little too emotional and taking it a little too seriously. Take that however you will, why I was that way. Uh, but I was just like feeling so bad for Ricky because he was so fucking stupid. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like his, this not only, it's not only just him. Like when he fucks over the boys, uh, so so be it. He goes to jail for six months. But like, man, your daughter and your grandkid, like your stupidity is really leaking into the rest of the world. <laughs> yes. And that's, it's bumming me out. Like it's really bumming me out. Yeah, he's real dumb. And also uh. quite selfish. Yeah, Very yeah, selfish. he just, he does not think of anything other than, I need to get drunk and hot. Yep, that's about it. All decisions Which, are made to get there. Listen, I understand, but now being a family man, I'm like, I have other responsibilities. Sure. Like, I'm drinking Miller's instead of strong beers right now, so that I was awake to record this podcast. Yeah. That was a responsible decision I made. It certainly was, and I am proud of you. All right, let's move on to our other favorite Canadian. <laughs> we, I don't even know what to call these shows. We're like, on brand. Hockey adjacent fake, comedies. <laughs> yeah, fake, fake docu Canadian comedies. <laughs> what would you call these shows? I don't know, like uh, sitcoms about Canadian white trash, essentially, is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> are they sitcoms? Like, I guess they're sitcoms. They're not really sitcoms, though, because they're not. They do the address the camera thing. Yeah. Yeah, they There's are not a live... St- mm. Like, I think of sitcoms as friends. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. fucking laugh track. Like, that kind of thing. They're all, it's like a live play, basically. These are just... Like, Charlie, for the longest time, thought Trailer Park Boys was, like, cops. Yeah, yeah. He thought it was a real show. <laughs> yeah, it's like in, it's in, like, The Office... Or Parks and Rec yeah. situation where everyone is acknowledging that there's some kind of camera crew following them around for whatever reason. So they talk to the camera and they push the cameraman over and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Letter Kenny. Do they, I don't think they Letter acknowledge Kenny, the cameras they, on Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny, they do the like address the camera thing in the cutaways. Mm. But during the show, it's not like they're breaking the fourth wall ever. That's true. Sometimes Wayne is like sitting in a chair with a dog in his lap, and he talks to the camera. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's fucking gold. It is. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the two the two sidekicks mm-hmm. in the show, Darry and Squirrely Dan. Kelly, Darry versus Squirrely Dan. Mm-hmm. Who you got? I'm going Darry. You're going Darry. Going Darry. I think. Oh wow. Okay. I, don't get me wrong. I like Squirrely Dan. But I feel like Darry is kind of like like the heart of the group. Like he's just a sweet big man, and he means well. That's what he appreciates about you. That kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Would you have uh, picked Squirrely Dan? I'm picking Squirrely Dan, right. and uh, Squirrely Dan, I love. I and this is our first actual disagreement because Squirrely. I'll, I'll give you two reasons. One, Squirrely Dan is not afraid. To propose to the group things that he's embarrassed about. True. Uh, like when he's talking about, uh, you know, sexy time with his lady friend and she wants to put a finger in his bum <laughs> and he's not sure how to feel about that. He will bring it up to his boys and they will actually have a discussion that, listen, I have a really close group of friends. You know what we don't talk about? <laughs> that. That's never come up. That's true. He is a, a vulnerable like, boy. He's he's very much willing to do that, and he's just his crush on uh. God damn it! What's his sister's name? I can't think of. Uh, it. shit! What is it? I can't think of it either. Yeah, I'm blanking on it. But his it's like she's so hot, and he's just sitting there, and he's like, "That's what I appreciate about you, Katie." Oh, I had him Katie, mixed up God, in my yeah, head. There we go, Katie. I'm a jackass. Yeah. I had him reversed in my head. <laughs> oh, god damn it! Shit, we did pick the same one. <laughs> we picked the same one accidentally. <laughs> and she'll just reply, like, knowing that he's checking her out. She's just like, oh, yeah, is that what you appreciate about me, Dan? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. And the reason I don't like Darry, and Darry's great. Don't get me wrong. Love Daryl. Great part of the show. Yeah. I have a friend who has, like, a, a Master's of Fine Arts 
and decided, what the fuck am I going to do with this? And started working for like this metal company. Like he ages metal for, I don't, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what he does. But he went from being like this, this artsy dude to taking on like this working class hero persona. And he wears like the work boots my friend wears to work. He wears everywhere now. <laughs> and Darry wearing his barn clothes when they like go to the bar and stuff. It just reminds me of that. And I'm like, buddy, put on your fucking Converse like I did. Like, I know that you're you you work with your hands. I know that you do. Goddamn, you know, everyone understands we get that it. you now do manual labor. I don't need you advertising it to me. And Dave, if you're listening to you to this, I love you. I know he doesn't listen, so I'm, I have no problem what the making fuck, fun of Dave? him. Dave, listen to the yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He's not. He's not like a sports guy. Yeah. Like I said, he's a. He's a. He is a master's of fine arts, you know? Yeah, I get it. He's a painter. <laughs> that's kind of fun. It is. He That's the... And I'm, I'm, I'm busting his balls. But it reminds me of that, and that's why I don't like Darry. Change out of your porn clothes. We're going to Modine's so we can pick up girls. <laughs> you smelling like the fucking barn ain't helping our cause, bro. Yeah, but they're also going to get already the hicks. They're also going like, to get They're already the hicks. Yeah, they are. Although they're not the hick hicks, because those are the D-gens from upcountry. Yeah, well, they're the worst. Yeah. No one likes DJs from upcountry. <laughs> All right, and this last one, just real quick, because I know we're actually on opposite sides of this yes. one. Green Day versus Pearl Jam. I mean, Pearl Jam is the greatest American rock band in the history of music. I just, I hate Eddie's voice, man. I hate it's it. It's very divisive. First of all, ding dong. See, here's the thing. That's extremely 1994 Eddie Vedder. He does kind of get out of that as the career goes on. Now he's he's not a super great singer because he smokes and is very obviously affecting his vocal cords. Like, he's not a great vocalist anymore. But music's still good, if you ask me. I just never got into them. They put on a fucking uh, great live show. Like, I cannot I, tell you. That's so many things. I, I, I Like, I love live music. I Listen to what Charlie and I did. Like I, I proposed him an album, and I was like, "Oh, this is a great album." And my review of it was, "Yeah, halfway through, I got bored with it." <laughs> like, I like what I like, and think everything else sucks. Green Day is a band I've legitimately been listening to since kindergarten, and I just think that that version of upbeat pop punk influenced my life and influenced music more. Right. To me, it was just. I don't like grunge. I like Nirvana. I don't I don't put Nirvana in the same category as all those other like Pacific Northwest fucking bands. Mm-hmm. I think Nirvana was a punk band with a heroin problem, not so much grunge, yeah. even though that's what grunge was. And Pearl Jam is just they bore me. I don't know how else to say it. They bore me. I mean, you're allowed to have like some wrong opinions about things. <laughs> that's all right. But uh Pearl Jam's fucking great. And if you ever have a chance to see them live, I would highly recommend it. They're outstanding That's, live. So many bands I don't like I've seen live and been like, oh, I like them now. There's just so I mean, honestly, it's hard for a live show to be bad just because, like, yeah. the atmosphere and the venue and, like, the energy, all that kind of stuff. It's really hard not to enjoy music in that setting. And especially, like, a band like Pearl Jam where people have been listening to them their whole mm-hmm. lives. It's, like, straight up Pearl Jam fans sure at that show. I'm sure it would be a great time. Yeah. That's, I say that, like, I fucking love 311. I don't want to hear anything they made after 2011. I'll tell you what I can't wait for. When I get to make Charlie listen to a Pearl Jam album for his music show. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, that's, let's get to that right now. Uh, what movie should we pick to fuck with Charlie? I've been thinking a lot about this, and I'm wondering... So my 1A, 1B favorite movies, the two of them that I can never choose which one is on top, Snatch and Daisy Confused. I'm assuming he's seen Dazed and Confused, because everyone has. I'm wondering if he's seen Snatch, and if he hasn't, I'm going to make him watch it. I'm trying to think if Snatch was on the list of movies he gave me. I'm not sure. Like, I'm trying to think of, because we just, like, for me, like, I, I, I straight up said, like, I don't like good movies. There are some <laughs> movies I love, and it's like music. I like the shit I like, and I think everything else is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, I'm trying to think of movies I love that maybe he hasn't seen. I'm thinking, like, 
Ninja Turtles 2 or something like that. <laughs> it's it's Charlie's like a normal guy. Yeah. He's he's totally normal. He's just like the rest of us. But in my head, he's like this stodgy dude, like this uptight, stodgy guy. Have you not you have you never been with Charlie when he gets super drunk? I don't know about super when drunk. When he gets like, drunk, couple, he is fun. We had a couple drunk shows at Steph where we yeah. at Steph's where we had a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I like yeah, I mean, he, he went to college. He, he had a good time. Mm-hmm. I just think of Charlie as like this, like straight laced Ivy League kid. I, I mean, of the four of us, he is the serious one. So <laughs> it's not out of the question. All right, we're just gonna do a couple of Twitter. Well, this one Twitter question here oh, that God. we got also got. This was from uh, was this uh, our buddy Jack over at High and Wide Radio. Check out High and Wide Radio. They have us on all the time. They're good friends of the show. Uh, and this is, it's a throwback to one of my favorite How I Met Your Mother episodes, the three days rule. Kelly, you, say you meet a guy out and you give him your number. Yep. Should he wait three days to call you or text you? It's fucking stupid. I hate that rule so much. So the, the reason that he asked that question is because the first time I was on their show, um, Jim, the other guy on that show, and I were at the moment both like deeply in the online app dating lifestyle so the both of us had been like trading horror stories back and forth and one of the things that we kind of like went on about on the show was this like three day don't call because I think Jim had like met someone who was like I can't text her right now I gotta wait or something I'm like that's fucking stupid here's the thing for dudes that you need to understand if a girl likes you everything you do is the right thing if she doesn't like you those same exact things are creepy and weird and she wants you to fuck off and die so if i meet a dude and i really like him i would like him to text me immediately and if he doesn't text me for three days i'm going to think that he didn't like me very much because i mean obviously everyone's different but this is how my brain works like if you if we have like a super great date everything seems to be going really well and i don't hear from you for three to four days like, during that three- to four-day period, I have already assumed that you are not interested in me. And it seems like – it seems to be, to me, a rule from a bygone yes, era when so. you had to, like, memorize someone's number <laughs> and then actually call them. Now, with the advent of texting, yeah. like, it's a much less – like, it's a more informal forum. Right. And, like, listen – I'm engaged. I'm no longer in this. Uh, I'm no longer yeah, in this world. Bill has saved himself but, from this. And I, I never had much like cold approach. Was never uh, Kelly. You know, we've known each other a little while f- now. Uh, people don't like me right away. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> I am an acquired taste. I need to break you down. You know, Ava and I have been friends since we were 16. We started dating when I was 29. <laughs> like, See, that's my problem. I am, I have to grow on people. Like, I have, I think I have a pretty good personality. The, like, you know, the outside's not outstanding. But, like, if you got to know me, you'd fucking love me. But no one takes the time anymore to get to know anyone. So it's really, it's just, like, I, I just think that, like, if you like someone and you want to talk to them, talk to them. Do not yeah. go, oh, I'm not going to text her. She's not going to like. Because if she likes you too, she's going to be happy that you texted. If she doesn't yeah. like you, then she's going to be like, oh, this fucking guy. And she's going to be annoyed if it's one day or three days. doesn't matter. If she's into you, she's going to be pumped that you texted her. Absolutely. The moral uh, of the story enough. is, guys, you fucking idiots, it is impossible to read you. No one knows what you're thinking at any time. You say words out of your mouth that don't actually match your thoughts or actions or intentions. So we have no idea what you're doing. So if you like us, you just have to say it and, like, do things that indicate such. And if we like you back, we're going to be cool with it. All yeah. right. I'm going to stick up. You, everything up. you just said is true. Yes. Here's the thing. Uh-oh. We don't know what we're saying half the time. I know, you guys are so we're dumb. St- listen, <laughs> we're bigger and stronger and we're dumber. <laughs> we, don't, we don't think about things on the same level. Like, it just, it just doesn't happen that way. Uh, listen, I could take an IQ test against anybody, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to say to someone in pretty much 
any situation. <laughs> when I joined the Hangout call today, I was like, hello, Kelly, and just waited for you to say something because I don't know what the fuck. I don't know how to greet people. Oh, God. We've broken society. We, it is broke. Maybe we need this little time. We for do. A we because we're starting to remember. I think, like with your friends facetiming you, we're starting to remember yeah. that. Like, hey, wait a minute. I do like people sometimes. <laughs> I don't want them all to go away. No, that's no, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, I, I called friends today to see how they were doing, and that's not something I no. do. I like text them if the Eagles sign a free agent or if there's a new show coming on I think they should watch. But other than that, we hang out and I see them when I see them. Now that that part's gone, I'm like, oh, you're supposed to like stay in contact with people. Yeah, right? It's crazy. All right. I just have a a, a few more things here and we'll wrap it up, Kelly. I know you don't give a shit. We're just hanging out chatting. Nope. Um, What's the dumbest thing you found yourself mad about the last few days or weeks? Like, obviously, there's a ton of shit going on. You turn on the news, it's impossible not to get mad or sad or have some sort of visceral reaction. But then you get lost in other things because you're trying to distract yourself so hard and you find yourself having real strong opinions (laughs) about shit that don't matter. Like, what's the funniest thing you've found yourself mad about the last few days or weeks? I was thinking about this, and it was it was kind of hard to come up with something. I have started to get, and this is, like, I, I've actually been thinking, like, maybe it's good that I'm never going to get married because of the, the thing that's happening to me right now. Like, I love the people that I live with to death. They're wonderful, and I've liked living with them. But now that none of us can go anywhere, there's, like, little things that I'm starting to be like, I want to throw you into the sea. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you leaving a plate there? <laughs> like, why is that spoon where you left it? Why? Like, why are you doing these like simple everyday things that I didn't notice before that are now making me completely insane? <laughs> no. And that's definitely grating on everybody. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm lucky. Like Ava puts up with my shit and it's unbelievable. She's also a perfect human being. You're very lucky. I can't imagine living with me. I really (laughs) fucking can't. (laughs) Like I am this way all the time. She like a part like I'm in my basement right now and a couple of uh, a couple I can't remember what show it was, but we were all recording a show probably last week's uh, BSH or something. And I see on her Snapchat story like she's standing outside of the door at the top of the steps and you can hear me loud and clear. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, this is me. This is the volume I speak at. Like that's what you guys were cracking up last night when I was like, I can't adjust my, I can't, you know, regulate my volume. And you guys were just like, and how's that different from every other fucking day I've ever known you? Uh. But I gotta say, I, uh, I I put this somewhat in my uh, my what BSH is watching article, which you should absolutely read on BroadStreetHockey.com. We're doing it, you know. Everyone, every contributor is just kind of pitching in and saying how they've been occupying their time, what they've been watching. So I've been rewatching Boy Meets World. Couldn't sleep the other night. Opened up Disney Plus. Couldn't possibly imagine watching any of the Star Wars movies for the umpteenth <laughs> time again. Clicked on the first thing that sparked a little nostalgia in my brain, and it was Boy Meets World. I am now into season four. How Eric Matthews got into an institution of higher learning is insane to me. He, it was like the last week of high school before he stopped getting straight F's. He is a (laughs) stone-cold fucking dummy. And the idea that he and Topanga Lawrence, the valedictorian of John Adams High, ended up at the same college is a complete joke. High school is a waste of time. I wish I hadn't gone. I wish I had just fucked off. Because uh, clearly, I could have just done anything and ended up a podcaster. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Eric Matthews, if we were to do a continuation of the show, hosts a goddamn podcast. <laughs> like... Him and Feeney. I am so mad about this. And it's uh, like the show's been off the air for 20 years. Hold on a minute, though. Didn't didn't Topanga make a very foolish decision to not go to like a really good school because she wanted to stay and go with what's-his-face, Corey? I somewhat remember that. I'm sure it's coming up. Yeah. I'm just not there okay. yet. Uh, but it's making me so mad. Yeah. Because they, 
It wasn't like a Saved by the Bell college year situation with that show. It just went into college. Yeah, they just suddenly are in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is better. Because Saved by yeah. the Bell the college year sucked. And Corey and Topanga still hadn't like even done hand stuff. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They're good kids, Bill. I'll tell you, though. Both Sean and Corey, by the time they're sophomores in high school, have made out with more women than I have in 31 years of my life. <laughs> I'm watching the show like, God damn, what was I doing wrong? And I'm like, oh, yeah, backyard wrestling and getting drunk with my friends rather than, like, going on dates. Yeah, and, you know, Sean was the cool one. So, of course, Clearly. he was making out with girls. All right. So, I just want to do this segment now that's closing advice. Everyone's in the same boat. Uh, we're having fun doing this show. Like I've said a million times, this is therapy for me. I'm, we're going to keep pumping out this content. But everyone needs a little something. Do you have any nugget of wisdom that you'd like to close the show with, Kelly? I would say my the thing that has been keeping me sane during this time is that every day when it's not a hurricane outside today, like it is today for some reason here, it's like a hurricane, um... I've been taking some time to go outside. It doesn't have to be for exercise. Like sometimes I go for running, but sometimes I'll just go outside and I'll take like a 15 minute walk. And just like being out of the house will reset your mind a little bit. And I'm not, a lot of people I think seem to not realize that you can go outside. And even if there are other people, like if there's another person 20 feet away from you, like it's fine. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just take us take some time to like step away from the computer or the television and like take a walk around. You'll feel better afterwards. No, and that's like yesterday. If I was in the mood right now that I was in yesterday, this show would not be very good. Mm. Today, I woke up, the sun was out. I took my dog for a walk, and we just kept walking. And the sun just like. I, I am I, I'm back to being okay, cool. Yeah. Things are things are gonna work out. Like it's gonna be okay. Everything's cool. Get in the sun. That's an absolutely great one. Uh mine's gonna go in a bit of a different uh in a bit of a different direction though. As I said, I'm an engaged man, but I have some single friends who aren't co quarantined right now, and it has been tough for them. So I just wanna say to everybody out there who's maybe in that sort of situation. Shoot your shot. If not now, when? Send that text. Do it. If you're thinking about her, go for it. Dudes, still no still no UDPs. That's not no. cool. No unsolicited dick no, pics. No, thank you. But ladies, make a man's day. Send a nude. <laughs> Brilliant advice. You should always and shoot your that- shot. And that is all the time we have for you on Yelling About Sports this week. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for hanging out. You know my spiel by now. Check out Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Just search Broad Street Hockey. It's very simple. Uh, Subscribe. Leave us good reviews. We are pumping out content for you. Listen, I have no idea what direction this show is going to take. We have an idea of how we're going to try to fill you know, the hours of podcasts that we're supposed to fill. I, we all still need to keep getting paid for these podcasts, and all of you need something to listen to. I know the hours are empty right now. You want to listen to some shit. I don't... Two weeks from now, we could have totally different formats. If you have an idea, fucking DM me. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to keep you people happy. I, I'm just going along here. Like, let's look at this. This is yelling about sports. It was really Kelly and Bill bullshit for an hour. Like, you know, so whatever, whatever you think is a good idea, I'll take it. Hit me up uh, on Twitter at Philadelphia one Hinkle. You are at H I N X Hinks. That's all the time we have for you on yelling about sports. Thank you so much for bearing with us through all of this nonsense. We will be with you as long as, uh, as long as it goes. So thanks a lot. We love you. Have a great week, everybody.